All right, bonus episode time, Tim. We're Punt the QB. We used to be Punt the QB Fantasy Podcast. We're now we're just Punt the QB Podcast. Now we're just Punt the QB. But let's talk some fantasy football, man. You got to, man. Dude, dude, like I said, for all of us that are in our, say, 40s, love football, still can't go out there and even for the turkey game, this is our way to participate. Gambling is fun. 32 states have legalized it. You got it on your phone. You can sit there and watch Red Zone. But I think we all still have a special place in our heart for fantasy football. Am I wrong? No. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Everyone loves football. Every, yeah, loves our, our group chat had a lot of fun last night. Mm-hmm. You know, even though some of it was at my expense, thanks to a guy named Josh Allen. Um, some B headlines I want to hit you with, you know, in B headlines and quote, in a fantasy aspect. Now, the Eagles claimed Niners, former Niners rookie running back Trey Sermon. They already had a crowded running back room when you talk Miles Sanders, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. Now add Trey Sermon to that. I, I mean... Uh, is there a worry about who do you trust? I mean, is, is Miles Sanders going to be a guy you put out there? Uh, yeah, I think so. Miles Sanders uh, this week, especially against a, a, a Lions team that it was pretty poor stopping the run last year. Um, I think you absolutely don't have to worry about that right now. Trey Sermon is a, uh, a he's on the practice. He's on the spec. Yeah, he's speculative ad. He's on the practice for Philly, squad. not for fantasy. Yeah, if yeah. somebody has to go down, somebody like Gainwell or. Or uh, or Miles Sanders would have to go down with a serious injury for him to even get pulled off the practice squad, in my opinion. Yeah, I just thought that was a little odd because they already had a pretty crowded, you know, running back room. Um, if you want to talk running backs again, I kind of crossed it up, but I'll talk, talk about it. Uh, Marlon Mack, who was cut from the Texans and brought back to their practice squad, has now been cut from their practice squad, which sucks. It's kind of sad for him because he's fought back from injuries. Yeah. I only bring it up because if you had any reservations whatsoever about Damian Pierce... You don't now. Yeah, no. Because they don't even have the safety valve of bringing him off their practice squad. It is the Damian Pierce show. When we did the AFC South breakdown in July. Nobody listened to that one. No one listened to it. But I said you, you, Damian Pierce could be a, a rookie of the year, you know, possibly. You called it, yeah, at and that was like to July. One, at 40 to 1. Yep. When they, when they cut, when they when they said Damian Pierce was taking first, first round snaps, or first, uh, you know, first team snaps he went down to 17 to 1 yep. and now he's down to 12 to 1 crazy so it? it's just going to keep getting lower and lower and lower so i mean like if you, if you like, listened in july yeah. and, and you you threw that out there good for you yeah so i mean like there's a ton of value out there right now so there, if there, if you wanted to hop on that but i mean like they've lost a lot of value yeah if you had any i, I only bring it up because like i said if you had any reservations about whatsoever about damian pierce they are gone He's going to be their bell cow, at least on first and second down. And Lovey Smith loves to run the ball. Mm-hmm. If we're talking Houston Texans, which I, I know we don't have to, they they signed O.J. Howard. Um, do you care? No. O.J. Howard said plenty of times to uh, to make something of his of his career, of, or especially for fantasy value, and he's always failed. So what's the point? The, the, the ship is set sail. Yeah. They, you just, if, you, if you pick him up and you put him in your starting lineup, if he actually ends up making the squad somewhere along the line and actually playing as a starter or something like that, you put him in your starting lineup, you get what you deserve. <laughs> you get, look at you with the, look at the visceral. You yes. get what you deserve. Get what like, like Vince McMahon. Yes. Like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so while we're talking about tight ends, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Las Vegas tight end Darren Waller. They, they've, ha- they've had this kind of Cold War standoff with him and the Raiders. He is a- at least underpaid in the aspect of playmaking tight ends of $6.8 million. He has fired his agent. He has hired super agent Drew Rosenhaus. You know what that says? This guy will not be on the Raiders next year. <laughs> Drew Rosenhaus will make sure of that. Yeah, with all the money they passed around this offseason, he's probably sitting here like, 
what the hell? Mm-hmm. He's that meme where he's like looking each way. He's like, what the hell? Because Devontae Adams got traded for and paid. Yeah. And Hunter Renfro got a contract extension. Darren Waller's like, hey, yo. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, no, I, I actually agree. I had to mention, when a guy goes out and gets to Rosenhaus, there is fire with that smoke. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I just had to mention some of those headlines, B headlines, if you will, that in a, in a fantasy spin. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the Las Vegas Raiders, I wanted to talk Derek Carr. Now, let's talk about quarterbacks. Fantasy as a whole. We don't need to tell you to start Josh Allen. We don't need you to start Stephon Diggs. We don't need you to tell your stars. We're not Matthew Barry here. We don't need you to tell go start yeah. Tom Brady. I love yeah, Josh I, Allen. You gotta this love week. the love hate. Oh, I, do you? Yeah, oh, do you? And I, I, I'm definitely fading Jacoby Brissett. Thanks, Matthew Barry. But hey, he got paid by Embassy. Good for him. Derek Carr is usually somewhere in the range of rankings of 13 or 14. I feel like he's a guy you got to get in your lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. In retrospect, after what I saw from Stafford last last night, I was like, man. I, I wish I would have just gone with my gut and taken Carr and, and passed on. Passed yeah, over. and I, I tell you, I have a legitimate concern of mine, especially as a guy who's facing Josh Allen, so I need some fireworks. Aaron Rodgers was my QB1, and I brought up in our breakdown of the Green Bay Packers versus the Vikings, I'm a little hesitant about Aaron Rodgers. I know he's the back-to-back MVP, and I know every time you sit him, you doubt it. But, like I said, Devontae Adams is gone. MVS is gone. Oh Alan Lazard God. is doubtful. He's not going to play. I mean, you can only throw so many passes to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Is it a legitimate thought of starting Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers? Yes, that's that's there's not there's a, that's legitimate. Yeah, because I honestly think it's not just because Kirk Cousins it's that offense, that offense that they're putting in. That's kind of like the Rams' offense because they brought in the Rams' offense coordinator and their passing coordinator, which I don't even know. I didn't even know that was a thing. But uh, but when you're talking about Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, I mean, these guys in that offense with how wide open Cooper Cup was getting all the time last year and yesterday, I don't see any reason why Justin Jefferson isn't, isn't wide open all the time, too. Yeah, and that's the thing. is You're talking Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, K.J. Osmore. On the other side, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Christian Watkins. Yeah. Which one of these don't belong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so if you had Aaron Rodgers, would you sit him for either Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? Yeah, but I think if you have one, you probably don't have the other because they were probably picked so close to each other. I mean, unless you went back to back, in like, like I the, did in like the ninth round. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, like I said, I, I, I guess selfishly, I, like I said, I don't ask other experts because I claim to have done it long enough to be one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm gonna sit Aaron Rodgers for Kirk Cousins, but it's one of those things that's tough to do. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, for quarterbacks, fringe guys, any love at all for like a Justin Fields or somebody who can run the ball. Not this week. Not this week. I just don't. No, not this week. So, Trey Lance? No, I, I actually Trey Lance is my one of those guys that I fade that is probably in everybody it, that is in the top twelve. I've kind of like I've been doing. I'm going to do this thing this well, moving tw- forward is like a fade of guys that are that are in the top twelve for quarterbacks, top twenty four for you know running backs, top twenty four for receivers. I'm going to pick a couple of guys and tell you guys eh, these are guys I. I, I fade this time, and I'm so, going to see what works and what doesn't. Is there any quarterbacks that I mentioned, whether it's that I like or sit for week one, that I didn't touch on? Um, I, I have Trey Lance is my fade for this for this one and some of that. And I actually really like Derek Carr this week against the Chargers. I think this game's going to get be a shootout. Um, we had talked about it in the last episode. 
Uh, and, I'm, and, and I'm and Rogers isn't even in the top twelve, so I wasn't even going to give him any time to even talk about. I'm that. just saying because he's Aaron Rodgers. He's, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I he think is Aaron if you Rogers, drafted Aaron Rodgers, you drafted him to be your starter. Mm-hmm. So uh, from the running back room, I, I think there's some guys for week one that are a little lower and maybe in a DFS aspect uh, that I want to talk about. Any love <laughs> for Mike Davis and or Kenyon Drake? Yeah, you know, the, not Kenyon Drake. Um, I don't really trust the fact that he just got there. Yeah, did I did I sell you on Mike Davis? Did no, I? I would say if you if you have Mike Davis and you have some other issues, yeah, he might be a guy to put in there at the Yay! flex because I think I think Baltimore is going to be able to be up. Baltimore is playing against the Jets and the Jets don't really. I was do just well. so ready to argue with you because I know you're visceral and hateful. Oh, of Mike I Davis. hate Mike Davis. I, you came around, huh, buddy? I hate Mike Davis. I'm just saying he's a legitimate possibility at RB two or a flex if you if you need to put somebody in there. I'll tell you somebody that I am and go to that same exact game. I understand that you paid a heavy price tag for Brees Hall. But he's not even the starter right now. And until Brees Hall does something, unless he until he proves himself on the field, there's no reason to put Brees Hall out there. If you have both of those guys because you wanted to handcuff yourself, Michael Carter is the better option, I think, this week. Yeah, and that's the thing. is I, I'm going to agree with you. I, I Like I said, I, I've heard reports from the training camp of the Jets where Brees Hall is Batman and Michael Carter is Robin. I, I need to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, I know this... I, I, I don't know. I know they spent a high draft pick on Brees Hall, but I, like I said, I and that's the, if you have to start one of those guys, if you're in a position where you have to start one, I, I trust Michael Carter. And like I said, for the Ravens, I trust Mike Davis and a flex because you're talking about a team that made Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman relevant at points last year. They love to run the ball. All right, let me ask you this. Do you trust Travis Etienne? Against the Washington Redskins, uh, Washington Commodores Redskins football team. I want to see how they use him first. And I know you're talking about Brees Hall and guys who spent a high draft pick on Brees Hall. Travis Etienne's the same way. I, I saw a, you know our friend Ryan posted his draft results from a PPR league. Travis Etienne was a third round pick in their league. Now that's way too early, but I, I don't. I want to wait and see. James Robinson might be on the field. They they do like that Snoop Connor. I want to see how the Jaguars use him first. Am mm. I wrong? No, and that's what I was. That's why I was bringing it up. I just don't. It nothing's. Nothing is worse than than starting a, a rookie or or a guy that didn't play his rookie season like this and have him come in there and fumble the ball two snaps in the game and then never see the field again. Yeah, well, like I said, guys that had say Cam Akers last night or yeah. Antonio Gibson last week last year, they know that pain. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Speaking of Antonio Gibson, is he a guy you trust in Week One? Yes, only for the fact that. The Redskins have no desire to, you know, Chico Rivera's going to do Chico Rivera. I mean, he's going to lean on the running backs. He's going to lean on that running game. That's what that's the way Ron Rivera always plays. Yeah, this is, I, I agree with you. And it, it actually, like I said, spoiler alert, he's in my DFS lineup. I think Antonio Gibson, if you have him, if you're one of those guys that drafted him, he's not just flex, I think he's RB2. Mm-hmm. This is his second chance. They're at home against the Jaguars team. If he doesn't do it here, it, it's the old if not, if not now, when? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, another fringe running backs guys towards the AJ Dillon is an auto start, is he not? Yeah, I can, think he is. Can if we you just drafted settle him, this? You should have drafted him, and he's if he's not your RB two, he's your flex, and you shouldn't even look back at that. I think AJ Dillon, when you're talking about uh, DFS and some of that, like I know you just said, you know, spoiler alert, you know, you guys, you went with Antonio Gibson. Spoiler alert, AJ Dillon is on all the teams I'm putting together. Yeah, he's and that's I. I just I only bring it up because I'm still. I'm shocked and awed at the lack of love for A.J. Dillon, whether it's in the 
football community or the fantasy football community or even the betting community. His over-under for receiving yards is like 14 and a half. Scoop that up all day. Mm-hmm. Who else do they have? Yeah. You know, um, some more fringe guys that I'd like to start. Elijah Mitchell, I, I don't know that I could. He's only fringe because he went like fifth or sixth round because of injury concerns. He's healthy. Get him out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Naheem Hines, I think he's a, a board. In, in PPR leagues, I think Naheem Hines is going to be a third down back. And if they have a huge lead against the Texans, he can get some garbage time. Are, are you starting on Naheem Hines? Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting on Naheem Hines if I get a chance. And I'd only and maybe DFS. If you're in a PPR, yes. But if you're not in a PPR, no. Um, well, that's why if I you're doing PPR, DFS, yeah. If you're doing DFS, then yeah, I would. Yeah, do. he's a great place to save money. Yeah. Now, for sits, I, I already asked you, do you trust Miles Sanders? You said yes. I trust Miles Sanders. I do. Um, I think... If Miles, I think Miles Sanders is going to break the the slump, and and he's going to get in the end zone. Him or Kenneth Gainwell, one of those guys will get in the end zone. And I can't guarantee it's going to be Miles Sanders. I just think they're going to try to make it more of an effort to. The, get and there's the thing: the, the case ball. you just in, in supporting him, you made the case against him. Yeah. Because, like I said, there's also Kenneth Gainwell, there's also Boston mm-hmm. Scott, and there's also Jalen Hurts. I just think that's I, my concern about Miles. Sanders. I just think when you're talking about like a team wise and stuff like that, it's like varsity blues. Like, man, coach never lets me get the ball in and stuff like that. Uh-huh. You know, like, and I think that they're going to be like, you know what? Let's just get this guy in. Just the get end, him so, in there, yeah. So we don't have to worry about this because he didn't score a single touchdown last year. Okay, uh, Josh Jacobs is he a start? Yeah, he's a start. He's a start only for the fact that, you, you know, like, yeah, right now it's like I don't feel like they're ready to go with Samir White anyway, so he is, by default, the only running back that's going to no, get any touches. No, he's an NFL start, but is he a fantasy start? Yes, because he's the only okay. running back on that team that's going to get gotcha. any touches. Okay, just had to clarify. Uh, do you trust anybody in the New England backfield? Um, yeah, I, I think the only way that New England stays in this game is by running the ball. Mac Jones is. Mac Jones in that offense looks pretty good. But I bad. noticed you didn't name either one of them. Yeah, I want you know me. If I'm going to favor anybody, it's going to be Ramondre Stevenson. I've been calling for years. So if you have Ramondre Stevenson on your team, he's in your lineup. Yeah, the only problem is I didn't get him because uh, you know. What well, I, you personally, we're helping people here. Yeah, I, I I'd start Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, you know, I guess it all depends who else is on your team, but yeah. All right, so we're not sitting anybody so far. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I don't. I don't have a sit. I have a fade. And let me throw you this fade because I think the next person on your list goes with mine. Go ahead. I fade Javante Williams this week. And I understand wow. if you have Javante Williams, I understand you want to start him, and rightly so that you'd want to start him. But I think Russ is going to cook this Didn't week. you just go on a Rick rant about how the Denver Broncos are going to crush Seattle? They are, but they're not going to. So their running back doesn't get any fourth quarter carries? No, but they are. They just said, Nathaniel Hackett just said, he goes, we're going to go with running back. And what does he say? We're going to go with the hot hand. And you're like, oh, what happened to this 70-30? What happened to this 75-25? No, no, no. We're going to go to whoever has the hot hand. And that is not encouraging for somebody that picked Javante Williams in the second round as opposed to somebody that picked Melvin Gordon in the seventh round. That's why I said all draft season early. I, at those prices, I like Melvin Gordon. I actually picked him on one of my teams. Mm-hmm. I... I I assumed Javante Williams is an auto start, and I was like, "Hey, do we throw Melvin Gordon in there too?" I'm I'm not saying that. I'm going like I'm not doing the Matthew Berry. I'm not saying I, <laughs> this is my love, this is my hate. I'm saying, do not be surprised if Javante Williams is in your starting lineup. He does not put up the numbers you want him to this week. So you're not saying sit him. You're saying just, just temper expect yes expectations. I'm saying temper your expectations on this because okay. I don't think anyone's going to listen to me. If I tell you to bench Javante Williams, you're going to say, "Well, you're an idiot." Okay, uh, Tony Pollard is he a start? Yeah. 
Yeah. So we're not sitting anybody, huh? <laughs> no, I just... Well, I mean, like, you haven't named anybody that really I don't think is... But, I mean, these are all fringe guys that weren't drafted as starters. It's a fringe guy. If he's your RB2, then you're going to... If he's your flex, if he has a chance to be in your flex, you put him in your flex. All right? I'm talking about, like, our leagues. We have PPR leagues, and we have a non-PPR league. We're in one of each. And so I still think Pollard finds his way onto, your fee- onto the team if he's on your team. Am I wrong? I'm just saying all the guys I threw at you were not drafted as starters and fans. I didn't tell you to start Melvin Gordon. I didn't say that. Okay. I'm just saying all these guys were fringe guys that weren't drafted as starters. I threw them out to you. Hey, do you trust this guy? And you're like, yep, get him in there. We're, we're Shooter McGavin. We're getting them all. <laughs> you know? Shooter. All right, so let's talk about the fantasy wide receivers, Tim. Um, let me throw a couple of names out there. Do these guys find their way into your lineups? Um, you could be like DFS, or you can tell me fantasy. Nico Collins. I'm going to be a hypocrite. I love me some Nico Collins. I drafted him on one team that I'm. He's my like seventh receiver, so I'm not starting him. I don't know unless you went super running back heavy and you punted the wide receiver position. I don't know that there's a format where you can trust him right away. Yeah, true. D- DFS, let me correct that. DFS, if you want to go running back, if you want to be that guy that starts both Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry and you need to save money somewhere, Nico Collins is a great way to save money in DFS. In fantasy, I can't see a scenario where you're starting him. Yeah, true, true. I just I just think Nico Collins is one of those guys that's going to be like an Amon Ross St. Brown or something. He finds his way. Oh, I love Nico Collins this year. He gets later in the season. He's going to find his way onto people's teams. Um, Let me throw another one out there. Um, Elijah Moore and uh, Corey Davis. Uh, I love me some Corey Davis. I I, I can't see a start in him in fantasy. I do like Elijah Moore. I think he's – I would be fine starting Elijah Moore as a wide receiver too. Um, obviously, a flex in PPR leagues. His his price is, is solid and not too expensive in DFS. So I'm I'm going to say all uh, all aboard on the uh, Elijah Moore train. What about you? Uh, I like Elijah Moore. I I have him in one league, and I, I I definitely I'm definitely in on Elijah Moore. I like him. Yeah, he's he's good stuff. All right. Yeah. Um, how about Brandon Ayuk? I don't know that I want I want it. Kittle's hurt, so it might just be Steve Samuel and and Ayuk. And Ayuk is the true wide receiver of that, and he finished last year hot. That all being said, I don't trust him. Do you? Hmm. Uh, probably not this first week, um, but I think if you're going to do DFS, probably. But to put him to bench somebody that you picked higher than him to put him in there, I'm a very big proponent of don't bench somebody that you pick. You you picked your starters to be your starters. You don't yeah. bench. You don't. You didn't. I didn't. If you drafted, um, if you drafted somebody. There's no reason to put you know Mike Davis in just because Dobbins is hurt. You know what I mean? Like if you drafted that guy and he's a starter, there's no reason why you should put him in there. Yeah, I think week one, most people drafted guys who are, are not injured. You and that's the old start who you drafted. I just think sometimes you got to look at lineups and I, I I think Brandon Ayuk was probably drafted by a lot of people as a third or fourth receiver. So if you start three receivers, I, I I'd be hard pressed to sit him for somebody. I just don't know that I trust. Until I see it happen, I don't trust the passing game for the New Orleans. Or for I'm sorry, for the San Francisco 49ers. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about MVS? Marquez Valdez-Scantling. There's a guy that was picked probably the same same area as Elijah Moore. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think he finds his way into somebody's lineup? Uh, DFS lineups? Absolutely. Love the upside, and that's the highest home runner, so you got to take advantage of that game. Fantasy lineups? Yeah. Because to me, he fits the mold of if you start wide th- three wide receivers in your league, He's the perfect wide receiver three, 
that is boomer bust. He's the guy. I love having the two solid steady guys as my one and two receiver, and your third receiver being the guy that's boomer bust. If he hits, he can win you a week. MVS is one of those guys. If if Patrick Mahomes, who's over under for passing yards is two ninety five and a half, the over under total in Vegas for that game is fifty four. There could be fireworks. Someone's got to get him. If you're going to tell me he gets four catches, one hundred twenty five yards, and a touchdown, from uh, why not? Yeah. Am I wrong? No, no. If, if that's the if that's the line, then yeah, absolutely. You're going to really kick yourself if you didn't put him in your lineup. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I loved me some MVS. I wasn't able to get him on one of my two fantasy teams, but he'll definitely be in my DFS lineup. All right. So what do you got to throw at me? Um, like I said, first I, I think it's one of those that's an obvious, but like Hollywood Brown has got to be in your lineup all across the board. Kansas City was thirtieth against wide receivers last year. He's the only healthy stud for Arizona. I, I know if you drafted him, you probably drafted him as your one or two. He's in your fantasy lineups. I think he's gonna he's he's in my DFS lineup. You gotta get him out there. Mm. Um another guy going complete opposite end, deep, Nick Westbrook Iken from the Tennessee Titans. I he had a couple good games last year. He had a good connection with Ryan Tannehill. Did you know he's the only guy who's been in with that team for the Titans for three or more years? Wow. I did not know for, that. For wide receivers. Yeah. The only one in the wide receiver room that's been there for three or more years is Nick Westbrook Iken. Uh, one of those hyphenated guys. Robert Woods is coming off an ACL. Traylon Burks has not shown me anything to show that he's ready. I think he could have a sneaky good game. Yeah, I think he could have a sneaky good game too, and I think he's he's somebody that if you need need to budget somewhere on your uh, on your DFS, he's a good spot for it. I don't think he'd meet, meet you don't think he's going to be on anybody's fantasy football team, but DFS. Yeah, you know, you'd have to be in a yeah. deep like sixteen team league or a dynasty league where the guys you kept are hurt. I don't know. But what I'm saying is. He's sneaky. Yeah. He's sneaky. That's all I'm saying. If you're in a deep 16-team league, he's sneaky. Now, there's one guy, before I get to my sits, one guy I'm I'm cautious on either way, Chase Claypool. Like, his name says, oh, man, yeah, Claypool's good. His quarterback says no. Mm. I, I don't. I, I don't know. Are you fading or starting Claypool? Or I'm not starting Claypool until – I'm not the – only, the only wide receiver in, uh, in Pittsburgh I'm comfortable starting right now is Deontay Johnson. I don't want to start anybody else until you start seeing how it, how it, uh, how it met, how it kind of works out in the regular season. You know, Pickens. Everyone was talking about George Pickens, and everyone's talking about you know like uh, you know Trubisky and, and uh, Pickett and stuff like that. But you know what? I'm not starting. Um, I'm not starting Pickens or Claypool until I know what's going on. I have a lot more faith in Deontay Johnson if he hits the field, but he's he's got a lingering injury too. So yeah, no, I agree with you. I just when I see Claypool, it's like. His name has more value, I think, than 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 he does fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the guys I'm really I'm, I'm fading. Some of the guys I'm weary of. I don't know what to make of the San Francisco pass game with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. So I, I know if you drafted Debo Samuel, who's an auto start, <coughs> pardon me, Trey Lance doesn't have to be good for him to get his stats. I, I'm cautious with Brandon Ayuk. I feel better about him if George Kittle is hurt and not playing, but I'm weary of the San Francisco pass game. Tyler Boyd is a guy I'm weary about. I don't know that anybody drafted him to be a starter, but I don't know how many balls there are to go around in a game I think that's going to be lower scoring. So I, I'm fading Tyler Boyd. Michael Thomas and Chris Olave, I don't know what to make of that. Now, Thomas is hurt, and if he doesn't play, that makes your decision easy. Uh, you, you're a guy who's got Michael Thomas. Is you, are you starting him? If he's, if he's going to play, yes. 
because he's kind of a it's a PPR league and he's kind of a PPR machine when he's healthy. Yeah, I'm just saying like a lot of these guys I'm throwing at you, whether it's wide receiver or running back or whatever, are fringe guys, guys that weren't drafted to be starters, stuff like that. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I don't like I said we every time I throw a name at you who's fringe, we can't. They can be guys we like. But we can't be starting everybody. There's going to be yeah. tough decisions. There's going to be guys that have to be like, man, I like him and I like him. What are we doing? It, it, not everybody can be started. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, Drake London. Are you, are you starting a Drake London? Nope. Yeah. And that just goes with the whole thing that I said before. He was hurt majority of the preseason. He didn't practice a whole lot. So I have no faith in putting him out there until I show me something. Same thing with Crystal Lobby. Show me something. I don't want to start rookies. I don't want to start throwing rookies out there. Maybe a Damian Pierce because I was so excited from what I saw in the in the in the preseason, but as far as most of these other guys, no, they got to show me something in the regular season. Agreed. Yeah, got to fade these guys. Uh, Tyler Lockett. No, I and that that falls into uh, <laughs> that falls into Seattle right there. The whole reason I just the only person I would say that's startable on Seattle is maybe Richard Pen- Richard Penny and uh, DK Metcalf. Other than that, everybody else has got to prove themselves all over again. Agreed. Uh, Amari Cooper. I might not have a choice because if De- if Deontay Johnson doesn't play, I have to start Amari Cooper. Um, that's a pretty. That's two flexes. So we're yeah. talking about a league with two two receivers and two flexes. So I understand what you're saying, but I man. But man, it's it's difficult. But at the same exact time, Jacoby Brissett's not going to throw for zero yards. You know what I mean? He's probably going to throw for anywhere between 180 to 200 yards. So um, may, you know, maybe on high end 200. But <laughs> but he's got to throw him to somebody, and I wouldn't be surprised if if he throws for 200 yards that 80 of them are to Amari Cooper. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, before we move on to tight ends, is there anybody in wide receivers I didn't touch on? No, I pretty much I had all, a lot of the same names as you. Yeah, good stuff. For tight ends, um, let me start with the guys that I'm wary of, and I know this is going to... Kyle Pitts has me worried. I know people like him. He was drafted as a fourth tight end. If you draft him to be your starter, I get that you have to start him. In two games last year against New Orleans, he had a combined five catches for 70 yards in two games versus New Orleans. He downgraded from Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota. I'm genuinely worried about Kyle Pitts in in this game. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, like we talked about, most of my most of my things that I wrote down are all fades. And so with that, like you fade, what, but it's temper your expectations to understand that you might not get a good production week from Kyle Pitts this season, this this week. Yeah, that's the thing. In fantasy, if you drafted him to start him, you kind of have to. He, he could go off. He could prove me wrong. Like I said, we just talked about fading Drake London. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy there. I'm just saying, like I said, the track record states – he had two bad games against New Orleans last year, and he downgraded a quarterback. So you got to start him, but he won't be in my DFS yeah, lineups. Yeah. Um, another guy who was a starter most of last year, Gusecki. I want no part of Gusecki. Mm-hmm. I, you? Yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah, he's not on any of my teams, so and he and he won't be on any of my DFS. I have no interest in that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I he's. Uh-huh. They're going to ask him to block him more a lot more this year, and I want no part of Gusecki. He, he is the odd man out when you're talking about. All the mouths to feed in Miami. He is already like scratch him off the list. Scratch like, him off but he's the still list? on the team. Yeah, just scratch him off the list. Okay, uh, fringe tight ends. Cole Komet. Yeah, I got to mention him. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, somebody's got to somebody's got to do something other than Darnell Mooney. It can't just be Field the Mooney all game long. I mean, you got to do something there. So I guess yeah, go ahead with uh, Cole Komet. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, Moose Firemoose. I, I know you talked about how you were not you were leery of not starting Claypool stuff because of Trubisky. Friar Moose? Friar Moose is not somebody that, if he's on my team, 
Um, yeah, if I picked him to be my starting tight end, because he was a top 12 tight end. So if you picked him to be your starting tight end, then go ahead and start him. Um, because you knew what you were getting into before the season started. They knew. We, they are who we thought they I were. Will, I will say that I, I didn't mention it, and I'm going to go ahead and mention it now. My fade for wide receiver is DJ Moore. Like, temper the expectations. Be prepared to DJ Moore to have a rough start with Baker Mayfield out there throwing the ball. Baker, as we've talked about it all off offseason, is not somebody that really gets the ball to the receivers. He always checks down to, it's going to be great for McCaffrey. It, it, you know, he's going to find tight ends to throw the ball to and some of that, but he really did not was not successful getting the ball to his receivers when he was in Cleveland. And I think that's something you might have to, you know, like, if you, if you obviously, you have You drafted him, him to be your starter. You, you, you drafted got, yeah. him, you have to start him. But I'm saying if he turns around and he has, you know, four catches for 55 yards, it'd be like, well, that, okay, that kind of sucked, but all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I understand what you're saying. That's my same approach with Kyle Pitts. It's like, you got to yeah. start him, but. And then my temper, my expectation, temper your expectations and be ready for uh, a disappointing week from Darren Waller. You know, I wouldn't say not to start him, but you you drafted him early. So he's, he was a fifth round pick. So you drafted him early, but I'm saying like, just be prepared to the fact that he's probably might not have the best numbers this week. Yeah. And that's the thing is for, for the fantasy aspect. And I think it's a good going forward. We'll probably do that where one episode we're going to talk about football. Yep. We're going to, the other one, we're going to dive deep into our roots of fantasy football, have some fun with it. I think the best way to end our fantasy football start, sit fringe argument is with a DFS lineup. So you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. All right, so my uh, my DFS for DK for DraftKings, I went with uh, Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, uh, AJ Dillon, AJ Brown. So I got that combo between Hurts and AJ Brown. I went with the uh, Hollywood Marquise Brown as a receiver there. I went with Nick Westbrook Akini because once again, when you start putting all those big numbers out there, you got to get some value somewhere. I went with Dallas Goddard, Najee Harris. And one that I was pumping on uh, on the Twitter earlier uh, this week was I was telling everybody do not be surprised that how how much value there is laid at the at the bottom of the defenses if you pick up the Dolphins for twenty six hundred. Wow, I, I think it's amazing you said that because I, I I before I went and did my cash DFS lineups I went and put like all the there's like nine free DraftKings lineups mm. guys go get your free stuff it's free money hey, if you lose no big deal if, if you win cool. Uh, my DFS lineup is is, is going to be sort of similar, and I've already mentioned them in, in both our episodes. Um, Kyler Murray is my quarterback. 7,200, he's he's not top three. Um, I think he's got good value. The highest over of the week is the Arizona-Kansas City game. I'm stacking Kyler Murray. I'm pairing him with Hollywood Brown from Arizona. Um, like I said, when you're using guys like that, you got to save some money somewhere. But Kyler Murray is my quarterback. Hollywood Brown is my wide receiver one. My running backs, Antonio Gibson at 5,800. If not now, when? Mm-hmm. Get him out there. This is, his, yeah. this is his opportunity at home against the Jags. If he doesn't do it now, like I said, if not now, when? Alvin Kamara, he cost me 7,600. Like I said, you use Alvin Kamara while you can. Uh, I'm going to do it in your fantasy eliminator. you got to use Kamara while you can. And against Atlanta, what better shot? I already mentioned Hollywood Brown. My other wide receiver, like I said, I'm going in that game. Juju from Kansas City, 5,200. I want to get as much from that game as I can. I also went with Nick Westbrook, Ikean. Like I said, when you're using Murray, Kamara, Hollywood Brown, you got to save some money. Nick Westbrook, Ikean at 4,800. My tight end, Mark Andrews. I spent up. I looked at the bottom half of tight ends. There's not a heck of a lot of guys I like. I figure I'll spend up on Mark Andrews at 6,800. My flex. David Bell from Cleveland. Yeah. Now, you talked about how um, 
Baker doesn't like to uh, pass to his wide receivers. Well, Jacoby Brissett, when he does pass, is going to have to go short safe. Now, David Bell had made some waves in preseason. Um, really, only guys from Cleveland know he's their slot receiver. I feel like he's going to take over as their safe throw, move the chain, and at 3,600, he's basically free. You know, and of course, uh, Miami, I agree with you. Miami's defense, dude, 2,600 for a defense. You're talking about a defense that's hosting a Patriots team that could be bad. Got to go. Yeah. I, you know? Yep. I mean, uh, and I'll throw a couple other things out there. I mean, uh, I, I did this last year. Um, we're going to just keep adding it on to our bonus stuff here. Survival pool, I think the Broncos, I know that you are against me on the bat and stuff like that, but I don't see any way the Broncos lose this game. I feel like if you're the division they play in, if you're going to use them, use them now. I, I just feel like Seattle covers the spread mm-hmm. in that game. I got a, I got an upset special. I got two. I got one that's just a dog. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars could beat the Washington Redskins. It's not really much of a dog because it's under three. But I'm always going to come out with one deep one, and my deep one this week is the Arizona Cardinals to beat the Kansas City Chiefs um, at in Arizona. So I think it's I think it's a good possibility. I think that Casey might stumble. Without having Tyreek Hill and not having the that that Tyreek Hill Kelsey kind of a thing where he, he always had one of those guys, both of those guys to fall back on. I love it, dude. That's awesome. I love it. All right, now I'm going to give you my fantasy eliminator because last week I got knocked out. Last year I got knocked out in week one, so I'm just going to go ahead and do this again and see if I get knocked out again. Who won that, by the way? Did you win that? One? I did win that. Oh one. man, see, and <laughs> then, hey, and he he didn't even he wasn't even sharing his picks on this on this site here. Uh, maybe we can get him to share his picks starting next week. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna give you my fantasy eliminator picks right here. So this fantasy eliminator, what you do is you pick one quarterback, one running back, and two receiver or tight end. So you could pick a receiver, a tight end. You could do two tight ends. You could do two receivers. But here's here's and then a kicker, which is only used as a tiebreaker because kickers suck. All right. So let me throw this out here. I picked kicker. Suck. <laughs> here I went with Derek Carr. Antonio Gibson, because if not when, right, Tim? Hollywood Brown, Ter- Terry McLaurin, and Rodrigo Blankenship. I put out a pretty solid team there because I do not want to get knocked out of week one this year. I noticed two Washington football team players in there. Yeah, we're going for it. it although you think the Jags are going to win that game. Yeah, we're stuff. going for it. Okay, hey, good for you, man. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed our fantasy episode. I hope you enjoy them both. And uh, we really appreciate you listening, checking out the YouTube channel. Rick's going to have some great content. I might even uh, throw my uh, triple chin up there, too. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy this first week of football. Football's back. Football! <laughs>